On this edition of the Breaking Cafe podcast, we're going to talk about who should feud with Kevin Owens, The Miz's underrated run as Icy Champ, Bray Wyatt versus Randy Orton, and also who should win the SmackDown Women's Championship. Oh, look, there's Kobe. Every time I see Roman Reigns, I just can't help but see a guy who's still like stuck in shield mode. He comes out with the fucking army suit on and shit, the fucking tactical gear. I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with this guy? Believe in the shield. I mean, oh, Roman Reigns. Bro, I swear to God, if Kevin Owens loses, I may just die of a heart attack. I can't even lie. Holy fuck, he beat him clean. He beat John Cena clean. What the fuck? Bro, Cena comes out every time I see Cena, I see a fucking undercover cop. Yeah, shove it up my ass. I am Nikki Bella and I work really hard. I pay my phone bills. John, 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 shut the fuck up. Okay, so welcome into the Breaking K-Fate podcast. I have totally forgotten what episode this is, but I teased on Twitter that I had a big announcement to make in terms of what's going to happen with my channel and what's going on with everything else uh, that's surrounding it. So I want to let you guys know that the podcast is coming back to iTunes and um, it's also going to be on Google Play Music and Audio Boom as well. So that's pretty much the big news I was teasing. And I want to let you guys like have like a little voting thing about this. Because with this new layout I got for the podcast, would you guys like to see the um, videos with my face or whatever for the reviews? Or would you just want to have like the podcast format for the reviews and then I upload them to uh, SoundCloud and stuff for your downloading lists and stuff like that? Because... I'm not really sure I want to go about that. It's a very um, tedious situation with me right now because every single day I'm finding like new ways to improve stuff and new ways to kind of just like, I guess, um, help the channel out. And my mind never sits in one place. I always just have to like move this way and move that way. And like every time I do that, you know, nothing is ever like set in stone for my channel. Like, you know, I'm always changing up my thumbnails and stuff. I'm always just doing different things because I always find like little tweaks and stuff I can do to kind of make it better for the viewers, for just everybody, you know, in, in particular, because I'm, I'm very, I guess, OCD about my channel. You know, I want to try to make it as good as possible as it can be. You know, it'll never be perfect because nothing is perfect, but I try to make it as good as I can with what I have to use. And um, I just want to get you guys' feedback on that. Would you just want to see the videos I've been doing lately or go back to the podcast format that I was doing before? Now, I can't get back the guys for the podcast like Josh and Daniel and them, but, you know, a good solo podcast for the reviews and stuff like that wouldn't be bad, I don't think. But we'll see where it goes. And then let's go ahead and dive right into what I want to talk about, first of all, and that is Kevin Owens becoming Universal Champion, all right? Now... I asked you guys to send in audio questions, and I literally got none except for one today. We got one audio question today, and um, we're going to play it because it kind of has to do with what I want to talk about. I was going to save it for the um, Q&A session, but because it's only one question, we're going to go ahead and play it, and I'll give my answer about it with this topic. And once again, guys, if you do want to send in audio questions, you can to breakingkfabe at yahoo.com. Once again, breaking kayfabe at yahoo.com. So let's go ahead and play this audio question. Hey, Mark. How are you? I wanted to say I've been subscribed to you since 500 subs. And keep doing what you're doing, and you'll become something great on YouTube. It just takes time. I believe that. 
Now, my question is, who do you think Kevin Owens could possibly feud with? Or who would you like to see him personally feud with? And finally, what made you become a wrestling fan? Personally, when I saw uh, arguably the greatest of all time, Shawn Michaels, on my TV, I became instantly hooked. Now, take care, my friend, and thank you for all the hard work you put in your videos. Before I answer the question, I want to say thank you so much, Mauro, for sending that question in. I greatly appreciate that. And once again, guys, if you want to send those questions in, send them to my email, breakingkfabe at yahoo.com. Once again, breakingkfabe at yahoo.com. I'm trying to push that thing out there, all right? So your question was, who would be the ideal person for me to feud with Kevin Owens? There's a lot of people, a lot of candidates. But the first one that strikes me, and this would be a long time from now, though, but the first person that strikes me is Sami Zayn. Because we could potentially be looking at a WrestleMania-like moment, classic, if they save that for WrestleMania. You have Kevin Owens going as champion, you tell the underdog story with Sami Zayn, and you go from there. If you want to, you could have a triple threat match at Survivor Series. All the guys from Canada and Chris Jericho, Kevin Owens, and Sami Zayn because for the first time since the Montreal Screwjob, Survivor Series will be in Canada. But if we're talking about right now, at this moment, for Clash of Champions, who should feud with Kevin Owens, the longest reigning Universal Champion? It's got to be Seth Rollins. It has to be Seth Rollins. Because, look, here's the thing about Seth. You can make this feud go out to WrestleMania. Kind of like you did with the Daniel Bryan thing if you wanted to. Because this Seth story about being a loser and being portrayed, even though we don't know the real reason why Triple H attacked him, we can only assume that's the reason, right? So if you really want to tell that story, you can go all the way back to when he returned. You know, he was like, I'm going to rebuild, redesign, and reclaim what's rightfully mine, and that was the world championship, in which he did. But then Dean Ambrose came out, cashed in, and he lost the belt. Fast forward to a match on Raw, he loses that one. And if I'm not mistaken, he lost another one on SmackDown to Dean Ambrose as well. Then he lost one at Battleground. So he won the belt one time and lost it three times, technically four times in a row. He lost a championship match. Actually, five times. Because I, I was totally missing the fit. Actually, you know what? Six times. Six straight championship matches for Seth Rollins, and he's lost every single one of them. So the question is, 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 is he still the guy? Is he still the man? Is he still the architect, the future, the self-proclaimed face of WWE? Is he still that? And you can tell that story and ride that thing out all the way until WrestleMania where he can have the ultimate babyface win and become Universal Champion. Because Seth Rollins is going to be massively over. He is going to be massively over on Monday Night Raw next week, and I cannot wait to see that. Because there's so many directions the company has to go with right now, and I am loving that. Alright? And if you book him correctly and you give him the right story, you're looking at the top babyface in the company with Kevin Owens being your top heel. But knowing WWE, we're probably going to get Roman Reigns 
being the one to take down Kevin Owens. And maybe, just maybe, by time when Kevin Owens has ran his course of being the heel champion, maybe Roman will be over. Maybe he will be what they wanted to be the whole time. We'll see what happens. But as of right now, Seth Rollins, to me, is the perfect person to feud him with. Unless you want to go ahead and go with the Triple H stuff right now. And I could very well see them holding out a match for Clash of Champions. I could see them having a tag team match at Hell in a Cell. Inside of Hell in a Cell. Between Triple H, Kevin Owens, versus Roman and Seth Rollins. I could very well see them doing that. I don't, I don't know. But it's very intriguing to see where they're going to go with this, man. I'm... I'm really happy they did that whole double turn. And regardless of how we feel about it, Finn Balor's injury was the best thing to happen to the company right now because they did three things right, okay? Roman didn't win. Seth is a babyface now. Presumably, he's, he's a babyface because I don't see how you could keep the guy healed because the person he trusted so much, he trusted the authority, okay? He was down with the movement you know i didn't sell out i bought in is what he would say but he got screwed over by the person that he trusted the most that he put so much faith in to put him in those positions so i don't see how he how he could stay a heel i really don't see how so presumably he is a baby face so we'll see where it goes man they did that and then you also had the third thing they did right, and that was putting the belt on Kevin freaking Owens, who deserved it so much. And that is a moment that will last for a long time. When he won the belt, he was about to burst into tears. The crowd was chanting, you deserve it. It was a good moment. It was a really good moment. That's the first time in a long time I have ever heard the crowd chant, you deserve it, at the end of a match. Usually... It's the post-show, you know, like the week after that show where the person won the belt. This is the first time I've seen that. Such a loud ovation for Kevin Owens. Just amazing stuff, all right? Now, the second question that you asked me was, how did I become a wrestling fan? And I'll tell you what, man. It's a very weird one because I became a wrestling fan by mistake. Literally, I became one by mistake because... I was just sitting at home one day. I was playing my PS2. I was playing Ratchet and Clank. If any of you guys want to think about Ratchet and Clank, that is a beast game. I love that franchise and stuff. Love it. Love Ratchet and Clank. But I was playing that, and it was a Monday night. And it was time to go to bed. I'm like, I got to go to bed, man. I got to get up for school the next day. This sucks, right? Typical stuff when you're in school, right? So I go to bed, kind of. I'm just laying there. And something told me, turn the TV, bro. And then usually, because when I was younger, I used to watch Disney all the time. Feel the Future, Sweet Life with Zack and Cody, all that good stuff. Even the Lizzie McGuire show. Don't judge me, all right? And something told me, click over and just search for more channels. And I came across something that said WWE Monday Night Raw. I'm like, what the heck is this? What the heck? I've never heard of this. And I click on it, and I was hooked from there. Shawn Michaels was on the show. I think Kane was on the show as well. It was during the brand split era. And I was hooked. I don't know what made me hooked, but it was just something about seeing those guys come out there. And a part of me thought it was real. Like, legitimately. When I first started watching 
a part of me was like, this is so real. This is so awesome. Like, I saw Jeff Hardy. I want to say Jeff was the reason I got hooked because something about Jeff's character, just, I guess, the whole daredevil risk-taking elements and stuff, it was just fun for me to see him go out there and wrestle. And I've been hooked ever since. You know, and uh, people still tell me, why do you watch that fake stuff? I'm like, well, it's just like every other TV show that you watch. You know, and I think people... When they hear the word wrestling, they think, oh, this is like two big macho guys fighting for real. That's why I'm okay with WWE calling it sports entertainment because it's entertainment. It's almost like a TV show about sports, about wrestling, you know, and I really, really wish people would have this. They would stop with the preconceived notion that People that watch wrestling think that it's real. Obviously, some elements of wrestling is real. But we know that the outcomes, the moves, no one's getting hurt on purpose, you know. And, you know, for me, it's just like every other TV show, like The Walking Dead or Games of Thrones, whatever you want to talk about. It's just like that. It's a TV show about wrestling, literally, you know. And, 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 And like I said before... A lot of people, I believe, they just think about amateur wrestling and legit wrestling, like the actual competition of the sport. When this is about storylines and drama and just all that good stuff in between, you know, and you get good storylines sometimes and you get characters, you get all these like crazy elements about wrestling, sports entertainment with the whole Undertaker stuff. You know, you got all these dark characters, you got your high flyers. It's just so many elements. And I think that when people, people usually just like discontinue and ignore something that they don't understand. And I think a lot of people that don't understand wrestling don't care to understand it. So that's pretty much what I got to say about that. But thank you so much for the question, Mark. Greatly appreciate that. Once again, guys, BreakingKFabeAyahoo.com if you want to send in your audio questions. The Miz, he's been IC champion for about hundred and something days and honestly I've really enjoyed his run and I said this in my Smackdown review a lot of people have been giving the Miz crap for no reason okay let's go back to when he won the belt when he won the belt against Zack Ryder on Monday Night Raw right it was a feel-good moment for Zack Ryder he was the man he was the new IC champion like oh my god Zack's gonna push Long comes the Miz, he gets the belt, literally not even 24 hours removed after Zach won the belt. And I was in the same boat as you guys. I'm like, really? We're going back to the Miz? Why is this happening? But over time, you start to see these matches with him and Cesaro, him and Sami Zayn, him and Kevin Nolan, Sami Zayn, and Cesaro. And granted, Yes, it was those other three guys who made those matches, but Miz did not hurt those matches either. And he carried those feuds on the microphone. He made up for what Sami Zayn and Cesaro couldn't do, and that was talking. Obviously, Kevin Owens can talk really well. And just ever since then, I've turned a new leaf, especially with that shoot-work promo he could on Daniel Bryan. And even the promo on SmackDown this past Tuesday. It was good. The feud that they're going with now with him and Dolph Ziggler, it's good. Even though I wish they would have saved that match for No Mercy and not Backlash, it's good. And 
with them bringing in Maurice and giving him a mouthpiece, or not even a mouthpiece, just a valet, someone that he's comfortable with, you can definitely see him to just, like, stand out more and shine a little bit more, man. And, you know, he's not going to wow you in the ring. He's never going to be that indie, you know, high flyer, five-star matches. He's not going to do that. That's not what Miz is about. He hasn't been that ever since he came to the company, and now it's not about to change. It's really not. He is just a company guy who knows what to do, and he does a good job at it. Miz does a good job of getting people over and getting people to hate him, okay? Because in a world now in wrestling where fans just cheer whoever they want to cheer, you know, Kevin Owens, for example, he is a, a heel, a top heel now with the Universal Championship, but the fans are going to cheer the crap out of Kevin Owens when he comes out next week. That's how it is, because they love Kevin Owens. People hate The Miz, and honestly, that's an old-school throwback kind of thing for people to hate a heel, because heels are usually the coolest thing on the TV show. They're the bad guys, they're the guys with the most character development, they're able to kind of go off the cuffs a little bit and just kind of be themselves a little bit more. The bad guys always seem to be the most cheered in wrestling nowadays. That's just how it is. But when you have a throwback guy like The Miz who can go out there and make people hate him and not one person cheer for him, you know, that's that's an accomplishment in today's wrestling. Because that's just not how it works anymore. Because people, because WWE has went back to its niche audience of a bunch of hardcore wrestling fans and a few casuals in the crowd, right? So the hardcore wrestling fans, they don't care if you're a heel or a face. They care because you're good. The Miz, he's good, but he does such a good job in making people hate him. Like I said, in the ring, he is not going to wow you. But on the microphone, he is not that bad. And his IC Championship run hasn't been bad either. I think a lot of people are just giving Miz a bunch of crap for no reason. And I get it. He's not going to go in the ring and... Be like a AJ Styles. Not even an Apollo Crews for crying out loud. But he still goes out there and he can still entertain you from time to time. And I am loving this Miz character right now. I am digging it so hard, man. Like, where has this Miz been the whole time? Where has this Miz been? You know, and there was a point where he almost got Neville over. One point when he was shooting with Neville. He almost got him over, but Neville got hurt, and that whole thing ended. Miz does a good job at being a heel and knowing how to get people over. He adapts to what's going on around him. Okay, he's a company guy. As he said on SmackDown, in almost like another work shoot, the company calls him for all these promotional stuff, all the commercials, all the big press news and stuff like that. They call Miz for that because he is a company guy. He is not going anywhere for a long time. And Miz is not going to say anything that will rub the company the wrong way. Ever. Because he's a company guy. He gets in there, does his job, and leaves. You know? Definitely he has his flaws. Once again, he's not a good wrestler. And if you're diving off the top rope or a suicide dive, he is not going to catch you. Okay? He's just not going to catch you. That's simple as that. But he was right. He doesn't get hurt. He goes out there, he does his thing, and he leaves. And so far, I'm enjoying The Miz, and I wouldn't mind seeing him hold the belt for a few more months because when 
the person who finally takes the belt off The Miz does it, that's going to be a big deal. The longer you keep it on The Miz for a eventual babyface to come up and take the belt from him, the bigger that will be. Okay? I kind of thought it was going to be Apollo Crews, but I'm happy it's not Apollo Crews. Maybe it'll be someone from NXT. And if it is someone from NXT, it has to be maybe a Shinsuke Nakamura. Okay, it's probably the only person I could think of right now that could beat The Miz. Maybe if you wanted to, you could even possibly do Zack Ryder somewhere down the line. But eventually, someone will take the belt off The Miz, and when they do it, it will be a big deal. Bray Wyatt is in a feud now with Randy Orton, and Lord have mercy, I am praying for Bray Wyatt because literally... When has Bray Wyatt won a feud? I cannot recall the last feud Bray Wyatt actually won. I really can't. And he hasn't really had a feud this year with anybody because mostly he's been out hurt with injuries throughout this whole year. Remember, they're going to have Bray and Brock at WrestleMania. Bray got hurt. That didn't happen. You know, um, he was going to feud with the League of Nations. They had turned the guy babyface. And then he gets hurt again. So it's really like he hasn't had a big feud until now. And I'm a little scared for Bray Wyatt, like I always am. Because with Brock Lesnar fighting Orton again, sometime I think in September in Chicago at a live event, which I'm not sure that's going to be televised or not. A part of me thinks it will be. And I also believe that a certain superstar will show up at that show. I would not be surprised if Goldberg shows up. I would not be surprised because they're going to try to sell that whole thing about the network that Anything could happen on the network. Sign up now. You could definitely see them doing that. But I just don't see Bray Wyatt beating Randy Orton. And a part of that has to do with him losing every single feud. When this guy first came to the company, there was so much potential there. You know, especially when he started to feud with Daniel Bryan, you're like, this guy has so much potential. Then... He beats Daniel Bryan, and then he meets his matchmaker in John Cena. And from there, it went downhill. The last feud I can legitimately remember that Bray Wyatt won was against Ryback around the payback time of last year in 2015. That is the last feud I can remember that he won. It's, that's unfortunate because, you know, after that, he fitted with, with uh, Roman Reigns, and that didn't go anywhere. Roman beat him, obviously, because they were on that high horse of pushing Roman Reigns to the top of the card. You know, so there's that. He could have beat Undertaker that year, but I guess Taker just didn't want to lose. That was really dumb to me. Because, look, I'm okay with Brock beating Taker to end the streak. But if you really want to make an impact, if you really wanted to build a young star up and make him mean something, you could have held that off. Until WrestleMania 31 with Bray and Brock. Not Bray and Brock, but uh, Bray and Taker. And have Bray be the one to beat the streak. That would have been a huge deal. You can't call yourself, Bray, the face of fear when you have lost every feud. And you didn't even beat the guy who was supposed to be the face of fear. How can you be the new face of fear? How can you be a god? Gods don't lose, Bray. I don't understand it. He loses every single feud and he's such a good talker. And he is not that bad in the ring either. But for some reason, the company just doesn't know how to book this guy. And it's really not that hard. 
You just make him a freaking beast. You make him a mystery. You make him almost like a demon. Someone who just doesn't care. He's not a heel. He's not a face. He's just Bray Wyatt. But for some reason, the company just can't get it right. He's went through being a solo guy, been a part of the Wyatt family again and again and again. They just keep breaking up. I don't know what they're doing with Bray Wyatt. I really don't know. And it's very unfortunate because he reinvented himself. He made himself something from the Husky Harris character. And it had so much potential. And it still does. There is still potential with Bray Wyatt. Still. But the question is, are they going to capitalize on that? Because I don't think they are. I think Orton is going to beat Bray Wyatt at Backlash next Sunday. I really do. Unless Luke Harper shows up and attacks Randy Orton. If not, Orton beats him. Orton beats Bray. Because who hasn't beaten Bray? You've beat Bray. I've beat Bray. Your mama beat Bray. My mama beat Bray. Your grandma beat Bray. My iPhone beat Bray. Okay? The wind beat Bray. Dieting beat Bray Wyatt. Alright? Everything is beaten Bray The rocking chair beat Bray Wyatt. He loses to literally everything. He built a promo, a feud with The Undertaker by himself and still lost. <laughs> That doesn't make any sense. It really doesn't make any Undertaker did not show his face throughout the whole feud until the actual event. And Bray loses. <laughs> really? Are you kidding me? It just doesn't make any sense to me. They don't know what to do with the guy. And that's so unfortunate. Because the character is too good to being, you know, relegated to being wasted. Because he is pretty much a glorified job. They bring him out, he comes out, I'm a god among men, run, 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 then I lose. And that's it. That's what Bray is. He tells people to run, and he loses. And I have a Twitter picture up. It's like my pinned tweet on my Twitter. My Twitter is at BrayCave if, if, if you want to see it, alright? And it has a picture of Bray on a Goosebumps book cover. And it says, he talks... He loses. And that was tweeted, I want to say, around SummerSlam time of last year. Maybe even before that. And it still holds weight till this day. And I am not going to take that tweet down, my pen tweet, until he gets some wins. Until then, he talks and he loses. The sad story of Bray Wyatt. Staying in the course of SmackDown here, we have the six-pack women's challenge coming up between Becky Lynch, Naomi, Nikki Bella, Natalia, Alexa Bliss, and Carmella. And we're going to crown the first ever SmackDown women's champion. I'll tell you what, I really, 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 really love that belt. And even though it looks just like the Raw belt... <laughs> I still love the way the blue offsets in the background over the WWE logo. It just looks so good with the white strap. It just looks really good. Same thing with those tag team belts. Just the the silver with the um the the blue strap. It just looks so good. It just looks really good. All right. Plus because it's not the penny belt, it just looks good. All right. So the question is, who should be the one to win the title? And honestly, 
if you ask me, the person that should win the belt is Carmella. I know. I know. Really out there. And I've been saying this whole time it should be Becky. It should be Becky. But I, I, I wouldn't give Becky the belt right now. She is literally on fire. No pun intended with her little whole thing about straight fire. I hate when she does that. But I love Becky so much. She is my favorite woman right now. She has been since she came up. And I love how they've been booking her. But you kind of kill that booking if you give her the belt right away. It makes sense because she could carry that division by herself. She could be the face of SmackDown. The women's side, that is. But I think with the way they're doing things right now, Carmella is the one that should walk out women's champion. She just turned heel. Give her the belt. Have her become that just that just arrogant, cocky prick of a heel. Have her feud with Nikki. You have Becky kind of chase her while she's feeling like Alexa Bliss or something like that. You know, you put Naomi and Natalya together, and you go from there. And eventually, you build it up and you build it up, and you have Becky be the one to take the belt off Carmella somewhere down the line. Maybe this year, maybe next year. Either way, that's the way they should do it, if you ask me. Okay, because don't give it to Natalia. Don't give it to Becky and put Natalia and Becky together for the 13,000th time. Those two have been feuding since Money in the Bank. And yes, I love long feuds. But their feud has been literally 50-50 booking. One week Natalia win. And then next week Becky wins. Next week Natalia. Next week Becky. Then Natalia. Then Becky. Then DQ. Then Countout. Then Becky. Then Natalia. Just come on. Come on. You can't do that every week. So Carmella for me is the person to put the belt on. Don't give it to Nikki. Nikki is established. Doesn't need the belt. Doesn't need it. At least right now she doesn't. The person that needs it the most are girls like Carmella, Naomi, and Alexa Bliss to really make them stand out. All right? And I think Carmella needs it the most. Then maybe a Naomi. Those two girls right there need the belts the most because Naomi's interest is dope. She's really talented and athletic and has loads of potential. But potential can only take you so far. And if they don't pull the trigger on her and give her the belt one day, I don't know if she's going to last. And I like Naomi. I really do, man. I think she has uh, really been just like thrown to the side when she is so much more than that. And I want to see her get her just due eventually. You know, I think it was like two years ago. She was supposed to become the women's champion or the divas champion. But Oksana injured her, messed up her eye. I don't know if you guys remember that, but she used, to, she used to come out with like an eye patch on, you know, and that was because of Oksana hurting her. And she was supposed to win the belt against AJ Lee at the Chamber pay-per-view that year. But it ended up being Cameron versus AJ Lee, and AJ Lee obviously beat Cameron. But now, Naomi has improved so much from when she first came in. She's been through numerous hills and face turns. But now is the time to make her feel important. Now is the time, all right? But Carmella right now is the one who needs it the most. Turn a heel, have her make a statement. Have her make a statement, have her go out there and win the whole thing. 
win the six-pack challenge. Have her cheat to win. Have her blatantly cheat to win the belt. You know, I would I would love to see Carmella use a steel chair on Nikki Bella. Sounds very violent, but I really would. Add some character to Carmella. Have her be just a dirty slime ball. You know, do something with her. Because turning her heel and have her attacking Nikki Bella while it's cool, and I like it, it can only go so far if you don't give her anything to work with. So my pick to win the Women's Championship right now, and it's changed, it's Carmella. That's who I got. That's who I want to see win the belt because I think she needs the most right now. And that will do it for the Breaking Cafe podcast. And I finally found out the episode. It's episode 20, man, the big 2-0. So thank you all for listening. If you enjoyed, hit that like button. Subscribe if you enjoyed it as well. And also check out the podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, and Audio Boom, and Google Play Music. And leave a five-star rating, man. It'll greatly help out. Also, if you want to support the podcast even more, check out the Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Breaking Kayfabe. I even updated the rewards that you can get, all right? So if you just go check it out and you'll see what I'm talking about because gift cards are involved now. So if you pledge to the Patreon, you will be entered into a gift card giveaway. Um, It depends on what you are pledging. The $1 gives you a uh, giveaway for the $5 gift cards and so forth and so forth. The big one is a $50 giveaway for a gift card. That will be going on every month for the Patreon. So if you want to be entered into that, go ahead, sign up, and help out your boy. Because I'll tell you what, running a podcast, it isn't cheap, okay? Because every site, for the most part, that I put my podcast on, I have to pay them. (laughs) <laughs> every month to host the podcast so it, it gets it gets a little pricey so you could definitely help me out a little bit with that I would greatly appreciate that and um until next time guys talk to you let you all have a good day and take care and last quick shout out tomorrow for the audio question once again guys send those questions for next week's podcast to breaking kayfabe yahoo.com I cannot stress that enough because you know just every time you guys show support it helps out no matter if it's liking, subscribing, Patreon, all that helps out. Follow me on Twitter at Break Kayfabe. All that stuff helps out. I don't say it just to say it. I say it because it actually helps out, you know. So I would greatly appreciate all of that. Until next time, guys, I'll talk to you later. Signing out. Deuces. <laughs>